Dr. Jacob here with MedPod 101. I hope you enjoyed today's show, and if you do, there are more episodes available for purchase on iTunes. Simply search MedPod 101, and you'll find our complete episode archive split into Part 1 and Part 2. Both of these albums are available for purchase on the iTunes Store. Hello and welcome to MedPod 101 Podcast. Listening to this podcast is like making a wrestle with your best friend with no clothes on. Very fun. Dr. Jacob here today with an episode on urethritis in males. This usually indicates sexually transmitted disease, but not always. There are other causes of urethritis. However, gonorrhea and or chlamydia are the most common causes. Before we get into our case presentation, I'd just like to mention the two divisions of urethritis, historically referred to as gonococcal urethritis, meaning urethritis caused by Neisseria gonorrhea infection, and non-gonococcal urethritis, which is basically any other cause of urethritis. As you might imagine, the gonococcal urethritis often comes with a purulent discharge, meaning a discharge of consistency like pus. Some might describe this discharge as milky, and of course we're talking about discharge from the urethral meatus. Non-gonococcal urethritis often has a clear discharge rather than a milk-like or pus-filled discharge. Let's get right into our case presentation. Yes, doctor, I have a problem. Uh, Please make a help unto me. Uh, Three weeks ago, I visited a party in San Francisco. I make uh, very many new friends there. Women like me very much. After I make uh, many new female friends that night, uh, I make uh, sexy time with a few of them. And uh, uh, two days later, I have a problem when I make a urination. Every time I make a urination, it burns very much. Uh, please make a help unto me. Thank you, doctor. Okay, I'd like to ask you a couple questions. Have you ever had any sexually transmitted diseases before? Yes, doctor, I have had gonorrhea three times. I also catch a herpes from my sister. I'm sorry, you said what? Yes, she kissed me on my lip as is traditional in my country, and I catch a herpes from her. Oh, I see. Oral herpes. Okay, that's not really a sexually transmitted disease so much, uh, although I guess you could consider it one, but uh, how about any others, like HIV? No, doctor. I have not had HIV. I wear jar of gypsy tear around my neck to protect me from plague of AIDS in your country. How about hepatitis? Hepatitis B, have you ever had that one? Uh, No, I do not know what this is. Okay, and uh, syphilis? I'm sorry, doctor. I do not know what is a syphilis. Okay, so you said it's been hurting when you urinate. Can you describe it? Uh, Yes, doctor. It feels like it is burning, like my uh, my urine pipe is on a fire uh, whenever I want to make a, a, a urine. So, is there any discharge from the urethral meatus? Uh, Doctor, uh, what is this urethral meatus? 
It's the tip of the penis where the urine exits. Uh, yes, doctor. I have a, a, a problem where there is a, a cream-like uh, substance which is coming out of there. It is not a substance from sexy time explosion, but it is a different and uh, I try to taste it. It tastes very bad. Can I do an examination? Yes, doctor. Please examine me. Most of the time for your arthritis, the physical exam will be benign except for the urethral exam. You can, however, check for inguinal, which means groin, lymphadenopathy, feeling for enlarged lymph nodes there. You can also check the vital signs to see if there's any fever. But basically, the crux of the exam comes down to the genitourinary exam. Anytime you're examining the genitourinary system, it's good to do a complete exam, including a testicular exam to feel the testicles for masses and or lumps. However, you wouldn't expect to find anything based on this patient's history. What you would expect to see is a discharge at the urethral meatus, which could be milk-like, which is thick and white, or can be yellow or even light green. This all represents pus from an inflammation of the urethra, most likely an infection caused by Neisseria gonorrhea. Keep in mind, there can also be co-infection with chlamydia. Doctor, what do you see when you examine me? I see a milky-type discharge at the urethral meatus. Uh, yes. Uh, do you need to do any testing for me, doctor? Some people do a traditional swab test, where a cotton swab is inserted approximately 1 to 4 centimeters up into the urethral shaft, and rotated 180 degrees. The swab would then be smeared onto a glass slide and examined under a microscope. The number of polymorphonuclear lymphocytes per high-powered field is then counted, and cultures are sent for gonorrhea and chlamydia. This is a pretty barbaric procedure and causes the patient a lot of pain. I do not routinely perform this test. In fact, I've never performed this test on a patient. Doctor, is there another test you can do instead? Actually, there is. I can just ask you to urinate, and into a sample container we'll catch what's called a clean-catch urine, in which case you clean the penis very well with the alcohol swab, and you urinate into a sterile container, and we send that to the laboratory for a PCR for gonorrhea and chlamydial genes, or DNA amplification, essentially. This way, we don't have to do any sort of invasive testing, and we can get the same result. Doctor, uh, how come uh, they still have this test with a swab? Uh, I had once in 1970. They put the swab up into my cram uh, and check all around uh, and take the swab out and send for uh, cultures. Uh, this was uh, very much a hurt. Yes, like I said, this test is quite barbaric, and the fact that people actually still perform this urethral swab test is kind of a shame. Unfortunately, there are some physicians who feel that they must take it upon themselves to judge the patient and punish him for catching an STD, and the part of the punishment is having the swab inserted into the urethra for testing. I really don't buy into that, and I've never, as I said, have ordered this test or performed this test on a patient myself. We have a test that examines urine and is non-invasive, although more expensive, than the good old-fashioned swab test. 
I really think the swab test should be retired. Doctor, will you treat me today? Actually, I will. In addition to collecting your urine now, which we'll send just to make sure we got what we think was going on, actually documented in laboratory evidence, we'll actually treat you today because we strongly suspect uh, what seems like a gonococcal arthritis. Actually, any patient presenting with abnormal urethral discharge should be empirically treated for both gonorrhea and chlamydia. The reason is that we don't know if this gentleman may go out and have sexual intercourse tonight with another woman. So we want to go ahead and treat this man when he comes to the clinic. In case there's poor follow-up and poor compliance, we want the patient to be all treated by the time he walks out the door, because we don't know if we'll ever see this guy again. Doctor, do you need to give me a shot? In my Botox. Actually, we do need to give an intramuscular injection. Usually, the treatment for gonorrhea is one intramuscular injection of ceftriaxone. For patients with severe penicillin allergies, there are alternate treatment regimens. The treatment for chlamydia is azithromycin orally, one dose. There are alternate regimens, such as doxycycline, for two weeks. However, the one-dose regimen is strongly preferred. Doctor, must you treat me for both the gonorrhea and the chlamydia? Actually, we will. The reason is, they often go together. Although chlamydia is the most common sexually transmitted disease, gonorrhea can occur in isolation, but we just treat for both anyway. Uh, doctor, do I need to tell my lady friends that I had a, a, a gonorrhea? Actually, yes. You can tell them that you had the clap. What is this clap? Oh, the clap is a slang name for gonorrhea. You'll hear it sometimes when patients are talking to you. Doctor, uh, I do not wish to tell my uh, lady friends. Uh, can you tell them for me? No, unfortunately, I can't do that. But I do strongly recommend that you contact your lady friends yourself and mention that they need to get tested for STDs. Doctor, must you test me also for other sexual transmitted disease? Yes, I'm going to test you for hepatitis B, syphilis, and HIV. Doctor, I do not wish to be tested for HIV. I told you I wear a jar of gypsy tear around my neck to protect me for this plague of AIDS. Actually, uh, like I said, that jar of gypsy tears won't really do it. You should really be tested. And that about concludes today's episode. As a quick recap, urethritis in men presents with dysuria. Sometimes urinary frequency may accompany it. Other causes can include urinary tract infection in older men, as well as mycoplasma genitalium, Reiter's syndrome, which is a totally different topic, and certain viral infections. Again, these are much rarer. Also, you should note that certain drugs can cause urethritis, especially when the patient does not drink enough water. What happens is some crystals can form in the urethra causing urethritis of certain medications, and the solution is to just have the patient drink a lot more water that will dilute the urine and these crystals won't form in the urine. Well, that concludes today's episode. I'm Dr. Jacob with MedPod101.com. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of MedPod101. 
If you enjoyed the show today, there are more episodes available for purchase on the iTunes Store. Search MedPod 101 and you will find our complete episode archive split into parts 1 and 2 available for download as albums on the iTunes Store.